Hey, welcome to the New Life Bible Fellowship Podcast. Our mission is to cultivate a community that enjoys God and transforms the world through the gospel. We hope these weekly messages serve to inspire you, invite you to experience the greatness of God, and empower you to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us. So I'm Greg, and this is John, and it is fun to be up here together. Like, we're, we're, you know, because, uh, yeah, because of our giftings, we tend to be uh, not in the same place at the same time, which is very good. Um, We've been walking through a series on worship, and we've been taking a look at Hebrew words for worship with one of the goals that our, our hearts would expand to see more of God's glory and our practice of worship would expand to praise him at greater depth. And so we've taken a look at, at Chava of bowing down, and we've taken a look at Hallelujah, a, a, a reckless abandonment of praise to boast and rant and rave in him. This morning, we're going to take a look at light. The beginning of time, God said, let there be, and the Hebrew word is or, let there be or, let there be light. And there was light, and it pierced darkness. Now, we know that the light that God spread at the first day of creation was not simply physical light, because the sun and the moon and the stars were not created until day four. And so the light of creation on day one, where God said, let there be light, was a a radiance of his glory pushing out into the universe. And from that day forward... There has been a a sort of battle between darkness and light. And God is light. And he is shining his light. And he invites us into that so that one of the ways you and I worship God is being light in this world. In the beginning, God created the heavens, and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. The Spirit of God hovered over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from darkness. For it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. He uncovers the deeps out of darkness and brings deep darkness to light. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, 
and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Rejoice not over me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be light to me. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. For this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 This is just a taste of the story of God, of what he has done with light and is doing with light throughout his entire redemptive story. It's a story that began at creation, a story that will end with Jesus, the light shining to us, his people in heaven. It's a story that tells us more about who God is. We understand who God is, who is what his character is. We also understand in understanding light who we are and what God has called us to be. So we're going to walk through four passages briefly and continue in our service. We're going to take our offering and then we're actually going to have, we have the, the great privilege of having uh, Brother V, Pastor V here from India and Tony and we're going to uh, dialogue with them to hear of what God is doing around the world. But we want to dwell on this, on this notion of light. For truly indeed, God calls us to be light. Going back to the very beginning in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter one, a passage we already talked about. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there's morning the first day. I brought up already that that light was not the light of the sun or the stars or reflected by the moon. That light was the radiance of God. And in it, 
He was inaugurating a movement that he saw from the beginning of time in which he would shine his light and someday he would shine it brilliantly at the cross and resurrection of Christ. But all throughout, his plan has been to shine his light through his people so that we worship him by bowing down and we worship him by crying out alleluia and we worship him by being his light in this world. Yeah, amen, amen. One way that we see this, God's purpose, God's purpose to shine his light, he encounters us with his light, with his purity, with his righteousness, and then calls us to be his light. A story, let me, let me tell you a story. Saul of Tarsus, a man, a religious follower of God, but a man who did not understand, had not yet encountered the light of God. This is what happens when Saul encounters the light of God in Acts 26. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I, that Saul, heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul traveling to actually persecute Christians is encountered by the radiant light of Jesus Christ. He falls on his face and then he says this, and I said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but rise and stand upon your feet for I have appeared to you for this purpose to anoint you as a servant and a witness to the things to which you have seen to me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and to the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from the darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those whom are sanctified by faith in me. God meets Paul in his glorious light and then says, go forward in the knowledge of the light and open up eyes around you that they may see the light as well. This is Saul's calling. This is my calling. This is your calling. This is what it looks like to live the Christian life. We see light symbolized there. First off, he says, Darkness is equated to the kingdom of Satan, is equated to unforgiveness. Light is equated to the kingdom of God. It, did I say forgiveness? <laughs> I'm going to back up. Darkness equated to the kingdom of Satan, equated to unforgiveness. Light equated to the kingdom of God, equated to forgiveness. And we are called into this. So much so that as you read through the scriptures, you realize, if we... If we come to Christ, and we taste and we see his goodness, and we receive his goodness and we bask in it, and we give thanks and praise for his goodness, and if we consider that worship, we will have failed. For the end of God's blessings is never to be contained in us. This is a disease we see going backwards into the Old Testament. The greatest failing of Israel all through scripture is they were the people of God to receive the blessing of God and praise God, but they never walked in their calling to be light. 
outside of a couple rare examples of a Ruth, you know, coming to God. Israel thought that their job was to contain the blessings and give thanks for them. That is not our task. If worship is simply receiving the blessings of God and giving praise, we will have missed the boat. Consider the words of Isaiah chapter 42 to Israel. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations. Mm. This is for you and me to be a light to our neighbors, to be a light to our coworkers, to realize that the time is short and our heart ought to beat fast if there's a single person anywhere around us to the ends of the earth that has not heard of the love of Jesus and has not felt just how much God loves them. We are called to be light. Amen. Jesus, uh, pick up on that uh, analogy, that little parable that we told earlier. Jesus says, hey, listen, listen. I've created you to be like, you don't just shove a laundry basket on top of the light. You, you, don't, you, you don't put a bucket on top of a light. You, you let your light shine. That's the purpose that I've made you for. And then Jesus promises right before he's going to leave, he says, I have now equipped you in a way that I've never equipped my people before because I'm going to give you the spirit of God in you to shine my light. He says it this way in Acts 1.9. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. This is our calling, to be God's light. Amen. Amen. So we're going to walk through this service. Um, We're going to talk about a few practical ways of being light that we're in a season as a church. Uh, we're gonna take our offering, we're gonna come back into the conversation with, with Brother V and Tony. But in it all, there is a takeaway for every single one of us. Lord, how are you calling me to be light right here in Tucson? Mm-hmm. How are you calling me light to my neighbors? And how are you calling me to participate in being light to the ends of the earth that the dark regions on this globe will be washed away as God pierces that darkness with light. So one of the practical ways we have to engage in this as a church is next Sunday. So next Sunday, if you show up here around this time at 11 even, um, you will be alone and nothing will be happening here. Next Sunday, instead of worshiping in this way here, we are going to worship uh, down the street at Quail Run Elementary School and we're gonna worship by being a light to serve our community there and worship God. And so the ways to engage in that, um, if you're able, uh, come here at 845. I know for the 11 o'clock service, that's like, <laughs> you're probably still in bed at eight, but, but 845, we're gonna meet here. It happens twice th- a day. Yeah, it does happen. So this is the AM one. <laughs> and we are going to walk down to Quail Run Uh, or there's going to be a bus that can shuttle some people. If you have car seats in your car, if you uh, are are older and and walking, or you are more than welcome to drive to the school. We will start there at 9. There just isn't enough parking for everyone. 
And so if you want to drive there, please do so. We'll be there at 9 o'clock. Or come here, 845. We will pray together, and we will go as a group and, and march down to Quail Run, and we are going to serve God there. There are projects for every age group and every capacity. So if you need to sit down, that's fine. If you uh, are, are able to stand up and, and, and I was going to say swing a shovel, <laughs> use a shovel without swinging it, um, there are projects for you. Whether you are 393, younger than that, or older than that, uh, there is a way to get involved. We are going to worship God. We believe this is so significant that, that we're not worshiping in a traditional way inside these walls because to be worship, mm -hmm. we have to go outside these walls. Mm -hmm. That is the calling to be light. So quail run next Sunday. Um, yes. So uh, maybe there, let's... Uh, maybe pray for our offering. Yeah. Uh, it, it goes towards these ends, and then we'll, then we'll carry on with uh, Brother V and Tony. Let's do that. God, uh, we thank you for the gift of your calling to be light, Lord. What a humble realization, Lord. That God, God you long from the beginning of time to shine your light across this earth to every human being, Lord, and that one of the primary means of you doing that, maybe even the most significant means of you doing that is us. God, who are we to be your light? But we thank you, God, that you've given us the spirit of God. We thank you that you've called us, Lord, not just to worship you in our home, in our closet, not even worship you here at church, but worship you before the world, a watching world, desperate for your light, desperate for your life. Lord, call us forward, Lord. Grow us, God, in, in generosity. Grow us, Lord, in reflecting your spirit, God. Do so, God, in our hearts of humility, in our character, Lord, in our giving, in our stewardship, Lord, in the way that we live, in the way that we love, Lord. Call us forward as your lights to a world so desperately in need of it. We give generously, we give gratefully, Lord. We hold back nothing because of your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Thanks for listening to the New Life Bible Fellowship Podcast. We'd love to have you join us in person next week or check out our live stream at newlifetucson.live. Have a great week.